This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Hello, and welcome to Flourish with me, Tiffany Boyd. This is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention. I'm a mom to three beautiful boys, a wife, a friend, an entrepreneur, and so many other things. When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. Welcome, everybody, to the Flourish podcast. I am here with Jenny Miller. She is an intuitive healer, a breathwork facilitator, and an astrologer. Jenny is also the host to an amazing podcast that I was just letting her know uh, before we started recording that I've been binge listening to, The Curious Intuitive. Jenny, I was actually trying to figure out yesterday, uh, ahead of this podcast as prepping, when I became aware of you and your work. And I had to go back through my Instagram because I've been following you for a while now. And I just love having you on my feed and just, you just have this lovely energy about you and it resonates through your podcast as well. And I think the connection that I've come up with, I think it must be somehow through Danielle because you're from Squamish, aren't you in BC? Yes. That's where I'm living now. Yeah. I've been here for about a year. My husband and I moved up here from Vancouver. So not far, but yeah. So that's, that's the connection I must make, but I've got to say, um, you are such a welcome addition to my Instagram, my Instagram feed for so many reasons, but I thought maybe we could just start off with a little bit, um, with you explaining what it is, what you do and, and why you do it. Okay. What I do. Yes. It's a con. <laughs> Thanks for having me, by the way. Uh, it's a, it's a combination of, basically where I've worked through my own life and um, all of the different modalities that I've taken on as I've grown through this process. So really I, I help people discover the blocks that are keeping them from experiencing what they truly want in this life and moving forward with a more conscious understanding of themselves and awareness of what of what's around them, what's blocking them and healing. Um, So it's, it's, uh, it's a combination, like you said, breath work, astrology, and um, using my intuition to help people um, connect deeper with who they truly are. I love that. And one of the things that I'm really starting to notice with people that work in this healing field is that there seems to be this shift around not needing to just rely on a single modality, but rather using our own unique gifts 
to address what it is we're trying to heal in the best way possible. And that sounds a lot like what you're doing with all of these different modalities that you're blending. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I really only facilitate what's worked for me, you know, on my own healing journey. And um, uh, because I obviously want to feel passionate about what I'm offering. And you're right, there's, you know, this tool can help you in this area. And this tool can help you in that area. And you just gravitate to what works for you. So how did you know how did you know that you wanted to get into sort of the healing arts field? And when did you realize that you had these gifts? Yeah, so for me, it was from an early age that I realized that I was intuitive. I used to have very prophetic dreams. There's, there's someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, leaf blower or something. <laughs> Outside. Nice okay. white noise in the background. I have kids, so it's very soothing for me. Um, yes. So from a young age, I would have prophetic dreams, uh, things that would come true within the next day or so. And I was just started to kind of add up that come to the conclusion that I was having these psychic, um, experiences. I would see energy when I was younger, So I was always aware of it. I think there's been times in my life that I definitely toned it down or sort of numbed it because other things that were going on in my life. And my parents weren't necessarily, they they didn't deny that that wasn't happening, but they weren't into, like they weren't necessarily psychic themselves. So this was like another territory that they just didn't have sense of so it just didn't get talked about and all that until I ended up meeting like psychic aunts in the in the family or something and they'd read my cards and and so all those kinds of things so um I knew from a young age that I was intuitive and sensitive to energy so why I wanted to get into healing I had always been drawn to that and wanting to help people in the best way that I could. And it it sort of just took me starting to really, I delved into like, what is it that I truly want? And of course I, I had regular corporate jobs and I was in sales and marketing for a while. And I was like, I really wanna try out like coaching and kind of like getting involved with people. So I would always do these things on the side, coaching and I learned, um, neuro-linguistic programming and I would do these courses and it was kind of like the starter into me shifting that way and then I did Reiki and then I you know so I kept on just following my curiosities which then ended up kind of a whole basket of tools that I can use which is great um yeah that's how it all came into play I think I wanted to be a psychologist when I was younger and I just didn't go that route. So <laughs> it was always sort of in the works, you know? It's really interesting looking back uh, retrospectively because it all kind of makes sense in hindsight. But if you were to sit, you know, back at that time and try to chart this path forward, it would be nearly impossible. And I find that most people that have some, some intuitive or psychic gifts, and I believe we all do, but the people that are, you know, consciously aware and using them 
it often started in childhood mm -hmm. and it feels like there's this familiar pattern where it's there but knowing how to foster it or use it or even protect your energy is something that's hard and so we tamp it down for a period of time until um and at least this is my experience and i'm curious if you can relate until you can't anymore and there's some part of you and your life will manifest around you to sort of force your hand to say no you need to hear and see and live this was that your experience at all or was it just nice and gradual no something definitely smacked me in the in the face okay. <laughs> yeah and and just going back to you know my journey with that even you know i never knew that there was this possibility that i could be an intuitive you know therapist in a way right like you just you didn't realize that there were these opportunities at that point in your life like you know my mom was like do something practical and so i just thought i kind of had to do the nine to five and then you realize like oh i can actually mesh these things and i can do what i truly love to do which is using my intuition and all that and yes in terms of Basically, like I was saying, it kind of like I went through ebbs and flows of just numbing it down. And I definitely looking back, realizing I was very highly sensitive as a child. Like I was shy. I was quiet. Nothing like I am now. I can at least, you know, I, uh, I think my restaurant days like helps me get out of, you know, <laughs> and all of that. But um, yeah, so I... I want to say, I don't know what year it was, but in my, well, maybe even in my early 30s, um, I had an experience where I'd always gotten these aura migraines throughout my life, but maybe like once a year. And an aura migraine for me is like where I will go blind, like I can't see out of one of my eyes like I could only see half of your face and um, it's pretty debilitating because I would just then feel nauseous I'd have to lay down I can't see I can't drive you know all that kind of stuff um, but I would only get them about once a year and this probably wasn't very long ago when we had one of those eclipses and anyway I for about a week straight after this eclipse the aura migraines were just intense. I was getting about two or three a day. And, and I got them for a couple weeks. And so it was getting to the point where I went to the clinic where I lived and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And then the doctor was like, okay, we'll go for an MRI, which took forever to get in, of course, but you do the MRI. And he's like, you know what? They probably won't find anything, but we'll just do this just in case. And I had told him that it was something that happened when I was younger. But I think what happened was my sensitivity just was like, if you think about it, it's like I was blocking my own clairvoyance. You know what I mean? So if you look at the emotional tie to it, I wasn't seeing because I wasn't like looking at what I needed to look at. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I being like also even the fact that it happened around the eclipse, it's like, okay, I'm picking up on this energy or these sensitivities, but yet I'm kind of ignoring it, right? And 
likely ignoring my intuition in a lot of cases. So it was just this smack in the face, like I, I couldn't really do much and I was getting anxiety from that and still working and I was like, how am I going to work when I've got these migraines? It eventually went away um, and I was totally fine, nothing showed up, of course, um, but that was the first time. It also made me quit drinking at that time too, which was something that I wanted to do but couldn't get there on my own. So the having the migraines, I really couldn't be drinking and neither did I feel like it. So it was the first time that I quit drinking for a hundred days. Mm. So that was kind of the slap in the face in, in a way, like looking back. And it, it's amazing to me because I, I have listened to your episode too, where you talk about how you're now three months or three years rather sober and I felt like that was just such a profound episode and thing to share. And it's for you and to just jump in here, but it wasn't because drinking was necessarily a problem, but it was, it was something that was preventing you from stepping into your fullness. And so what I loved about that episode is that you were really, from my perspective, choosing to take responsibility for where you wanted your life to go and how you wanted it to be and the absolute courage that that takes to do because it's a small act and you know each drink is a small act and it wasn't a huge problem and it was probably just a lot easier to be able to have a drink with friends but it also you know the accumulation of those small acts of how that was preventing you from stepping into your full intuition or how you could use it as, a, as an excuse, the way that you described it. It was just in listening to all your episodes, it just was so profound to me because I could hear even in your voice um, and in the energy, like how much of a shift that must have been for you. And I am so glad you brought it up because I was going to ask you about it. And I'm curious how life-changing that was for you. Yeah, it's very life-changing. And like I say, that the first time with the aura migraines, I went a hundred days without drinking and I, I went back to it actually because I ended up in a, another job and I'll explain this is that my jobs that I had had were kind of like bad boyfriends, I would say. <laughs> so I had this, I thought it was going to be good, you know, went to another place and, um, and it wasn't and I got anxious again and I wasn't being myself you know and I was still always like numbing I think my true self down and um, started drinking again also just because of the habitual nature you know I think it was Christmas and drinks came out that kind of thing um, so it probably took me it must have been like another year or two after that until I fully quit um and and that was also a series of like little pebbles that then become a rock and yes I will say that's like the biggest thing in my life the biggest thing that I've fully overcome and feel so confident about um because Yes, I wouldn't be like your typical, like, you know, classified alcoholic or something, you know, yeah. it was just more so like, 
Yeah, it was very habitual for myself. And I, I know I was honestly, if I think about it just even now, it's like, I think it's a bit of the pain of not feeling like you can be your true self too. You know what I mean? Um, and, and then, yeah, even like that was very scary for me to just quit. I quit on my own. Um, my husband and I actually quit the exact same day um, and never looked back. And I'm grateful to have him on this journey with me as well. But I am very proud of myself for doing that. And I think it's like the first thing, like the first time I've ever said that about something about myself. Like I, you know, yeah. Um, because it was hard. I think, you know, even just I avoided friends for a while, not because I felt like I would drink because I knew I wouldn't. I was so sure. And I really, you know, three years later, I'm still sure I it doesn't you can drink in front of me. I'm totally fine. I've like even bartended since and yeah. I for fun and I have no problems there. But it's the social I think because people then sometimes question themselves in your presence they feel like that they have to maybe justify why they're drinking and and that kind of stuff and it's like no no no, i don't honestly i don't judge anyone's experience with it because i was there um but people yeah if you're not they sort of question like oh why am i (laughs) you know so true and i think sometimes that is why we make decisions is that we don't want to make the people around us feel uncomfortable. And what, um, what a loving thing to do for yourself to be able to hold that space to say, and I can, I cannot judge you and I can hold the space for myself. I just, I think I admire you so much for that. I think it's so courageous and you should be so proud. Um, so yeah, I, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh, and I also think, One of the things that stood out for me, because I think, you know, I believe all humans are intuitive and I think that we have, um, different levels of trust in ourselves to hear the messages or different levels of recognition around that intuition. And for some people, it's this abstract concept that I think it's helpful to even take a little bit of time or give an example like this, where intuitively, you knew drinking was not good for you and you listened to that intuition and it's just as simple as that and it comes up for all of us I think in our day-to-day lives um and it's it's learning to listen and that's how we strengthen that relationship with our intuition so I just wanted to highlight that and I don't know if you want to expand um as somebody who is you know an intuitive around even how you hear and listen to your own intuition and recognize it as such yeah, for sure. I mean, like anyone, I've totally ignored my intuition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were years where probably where I was like, okay, you know, I shouldn't do this, but it was a habit, right? And I think it just took that breaking point for me because there was things that I really wanted to do for myself, like I said, and I would make an excuse, even if it was just something small, like cooking something new, I'd be like, oh, no. Um, And I really wanted to connect deeper with my intuition. And I knew that I just wouldn't be able to. And 
So yes, I finally listened to my intuition on that and I would never regret that, you know? And I think as the days go on, how I connect with my intuition and strengthen that is really truly not ignoring it, right? And just trusting. And it's so easy, um, you know, even if we just think of these little things, like for an example, um, with my puppy, who's one now, you have dogs too, I know. <laughs> she was sick recently and I decided to do like a more natural route with her uh, to get her back to health. And I knew intuitively that that was the way to go. Um, but then there's this other side of you that's like, oh, well, you know, what if she's, what if she's getting worse or what if, you know, this, this and that, and the fear gets in there. Right. But if you stand in that and realize that, yes, that's fear and old programming as well, because we're told to do things a certain way. And again, just when you don't betray your intuition, like you step out and you're like, wow, I learned so much from that experience by just listening to my own intuition on that, you know, my dog can heal naturally. So like simple little things like that, right? And of course, you know, if she was really getting sick, then you, you go down another route. Maybe you try something different, right? But we don't even give ourselves the opportunities a lot of times because we get into this fear mode, you know, where it's like, but if you energetically connect with yourself, you can recognize and have awareness for when that slips in. And it's just a constant practice. And to it really is about like standing in your own power around things. Yeah, and really discerning, you know, what's yours, what's someone else's. And I would say that the more work that I've done on myself, the more growth, the more healing, the more my intuition opens up. And I know people, you know, when they're first getting into it, they want to just for it to snap in and click in. And it really is. It takes time and it takes practice. Um, I would say that this year I have seen like quite the leap in my own intuitive abilities even since last year. So because I've done more healing on myself and worked on myself and become more confident in myself. So it really is about moving through that. There is no fast track, you know? Um, and I think, you know, people want that like quick, like, oh, you know, but why isn't it working? But it's like, yeah, it just, it takes practice and it takes time. And the more we go within, the more those, you know, cool powers that we have turn on and and they really are cool like I'm fascinated I I've, I've been testing them out lately you know so so yeah it's um it's it's all that I love that I love how you just demystified intuition and I love that you shared that it is a journey and mm -hmm. it's like it's like any good relationship it takes time to build it's just a relationship with yourself with your own inner knowing and it takes practice to build trust mm -hmm. to start to have that more automatic knowing that yes this is intuition and that's just the way that you just put that is brilliant so thank you for that and now i'm really curious about what powers you're trying out 
what are you doing? Um, yeah, so for me, it's more like intentions and intentions slash prayer, whatever you want to call it, powers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just simple things, you know, I will make an intention for um, when I'm going to meet with someone, I will have a boundary that I'll place around myself and uh, things that I won't go there with a person and, and then it doesn't happen. Or I will make an intention that when we go to the park with my dog that I, I always visually move the wildlife up into the mountains mm. we don't have any occurrences when and I can sh- and I can sh- you know there are things that when I don't do that these fun things will happen so it's just like we have more power and ability in our own thought and our own intentions and what we put out into the world than we think and that we've been told that we have. You know, I really truly believe that we have a lot of power that we've dissipated, numbed down, told we don't have. And it's just getting back to connecting with that within our own selves. And Yeah, those are just like simple examples, but like really setting intentions for what you're available for and and putting that positive energy around you and creating that experience for yourself. Um, Yeah, does that... Oh, that's beautiful. And I totally relate even uh, being out in the woods with my dogs. I'm going to use that, the idea of consciously moving the wildlife up. I surround us in white light. Uh, so that we're protected. And I often do a meditation like that, even for my kids going to bed to give them, you know, good dreams. Um, Or if I know they're having a hard day, I surround them in light when I'm away from them. And it's just about using that power of intention and our ability, you know, love, love is constantly there to flow and you can choose to send it in different ways as well. And starting to understand how you can work with energy and use intention with that energy to support positive outcomes. It's just like, once you start down that rabbit hole, uh, before you know it, you're doing all of these things on a daily basis and you don't realize that they've been become part of your habitual nature. So it's funny. I didn't even, um, it didn't even occur to me that I'm doing that with our dogs anymore when I'm out running, but until you mentioned that, I'm like, Oh yeah, I do that too. That's That's so great. So do you feel, so one of the things that I'm really interested in discussing broadly, um, is this notion of living with intention. And it's for a number of reasons, but I think it's about taking responsibility for who we want to be in this world, how we want to experience our life and how we want to show up for ourselves and other people. And I think that it's a conversation we need to have more often. And so I am so curious to know, um, as somebody who is on your own path and clearly following and setting intention, do you feel or how do you go about living with intention? What does that journey look like for you? Yeah, for me, I think that's really just being so consciously aware of 
when things are coming up for me personally, you know, like being aware of my own thoughts, being aware of negative thoughts that come or negative beliefs that have been in there since who knows when and really working through and healing and um, making sure that I'm ready for, you know, those next transformations or those transformations that I need to occur and really for me to be the best I, I can for myself. That doesn't mean perfect, but it means like, you know, if something's weighing me down psychically, then I need to tend to that. And I find my own ways to work through and heal that and ask for support as well. Uh, like I said, it goes back to, you know, I can tell the huge leap and change in by my own intuition and connecting deeper with that from the work that I've done. So intentionally, it's always like, you know, how can I shift this thought? How can I shift this belief? And and not to love and light it. It's like how, you know, to look at the shadow or look at, um, you know, some of that, the darker bits and that because I really do believe that you know part of my journey is about the transformation and I have that all in like the human design and you know right so uh and yeah I know that by growing and me going through the journey that I have I'm able to assist people you know with their own and um share from what I've experienced. So intentionally, yeah, living intentionally would be just that like, if I'm seeing some behavior that I don't like in myself, then I should probably look at that, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Um, you know, put a, sweep it under the rug or whatever. It's like, okay, let's look at this and how can I shift this? How can I consciously change and just be aware of it. Uh, we all have stuff, but I believe if we look at, you know, the bigger spectrum of things, me healing these things within myself, it doesn't just affect me, it affects the whole, right? So if we're willing to go into the dark a little, you know, down the dark stairwell, there will always be a light there and I know that that's where the transformation on a collective level will, will come as well. Like we need to believe that we actually have more power than we think. Um, and, and get out of this like, oh, but yeah, but what, what could I do? And it's like, <laughs> I, I actually believe that there's a lot we can all do, even if we're in our home most of the time and like not even seeing the world, there's still things we can do by connecting with ourselves um, more closely and tuning in and becoming more conscious and all of those things. Yes. And as you're saying all of this, it's, it's making me reflect on what I refer to as the COVID times uh, because it's all kind of a blur to me. Uh, but it's, and I'm curious what your, your take on this would be, but from my perspective, um, on a deeper collective level, I felt like COVID was really an opportunity for society to consciously examine some of those shadow parts 
And for us to also um, collectively decide and individually decide who and how we want to be, it was kind of this space to pause. And I'm curious what your reflection on that is, because I've been reflecting a lot about why is this happening now at this time? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I agree with you. It definitely was a needed pause. And I think that, you know, there's positives and negatives of every situation, but there was some positives in that, you know, it showed us all that we can slow down. And even though it's hard and because we're not used to it, right? But we we needed that, I think, um, yeah. in my opinion, anyways. Um, sort of that force slow down to have us really like, oh my gosh, I've got to look at some of this stuff that I've been pushing aside. Whether or not everyone took that opportunity, I'm not sure, but I'm yeah. I'm sure everyone's had a lot of growth through all of this as they've yeah. been learning new things about themselves and the people in their lives and all of that. Uh, yeah, and I think it, as far as timing, it was probably time. You know what I mean? It was like time. We've been go, go, go. We've been rushing through life. We haven't had this opportunity to really look at our stuff. Mm -hmm. And it forced us into it. Yeah, and I think it's really important to know that, yeah, there is shadow. There is there's nothing... That's part of like being here on this earth, you know, is the duality, but to recognize it, right? And just, yes. and not just say, oh, well, you know, that can't be. It's like, well, yes, it is. It can be. And it is. And, you know, and then for us to decide for ourselves how we want to work on that, move through that and all of those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally hear you on that. I'm curious um, if there is like, something that you're able to share respecting everybody, like other people's confidentiality, but if there is a profound moment, even your, in your experience with a client or in your practice that you feel would be worth sharing just to demonstrate how some of this energy work can help transform people and lives or experiences. Yeah, for sure. Well, breath work is amazing uh, in the sense that people just have so much that comes to light through that and quickly, right? Um, some experiences, you know, people will see things, they'll hear things, and they'll just be connecting with their higher self. And uh, I like to say it's like sometimes it's like doing the drugs without the drugs. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> So, yeah, you have the opportunity to really experience some profound things, and I, clients have. Um, it helps you, just from my own experience, you know, it really helps you see some of the things that were stuck inside that you just didn't know were still there. And that means that they're in your energy field, and they're there to work on and move through that. And breathwork really helps move that out too, the energy. Um, and then on ter in terms of my intuitive sessions with people, I, I know that it helps them really connect with themselves on a deeper level. It, it 
helps reassure them that they're on the right path and inspire them to to make the changes and go with their own intuition. And of course, like I believe that, you know, we can always be our own healer, but having someone to just, you know, bounce things off of and support you within that is so helpful. I know it helped me on my own journey and that's why I do it. Yeah. Um, it just helps people see you. Again, I can tap into what is still in their energy field, what maybe they don't realize is there and help them bring awareness to it so that they can get where they want to go in life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. You must finish your days and just feel, I mean, somewhat drained, but totally fulfilled. Yes, totally. Yeah. yeah um, that's amazing. Well, I just have one final, and it's a relatively simple question, um, <laughs> unlike the rest of the questions. So thanks for being such a great sport and going so deep. Is there a book that stands out that you would recommend that has been pivotal uh, for your own development or just touched you in a way um, that it just stands out? Oh, there's so many. Probably. I know. That's the hard part, isn't it? Um, well, I would say just the two that are popping up into my head right now. I know you only asked for one anyway, but um, Rebecca Campbell's first book, Light is the New Black. Yeah, it, it was really good. I think reading that book, I was like, holy crap, this is what I'm meant to do. <laughs> so Amazing. Yeah, so that was an opener for me. Um, and then the other book is Dr. Brian Weiss's Many Lives, Many Masters. And yes, I, I loved that. I'm very into you know, past lives and healing through past lives. Um, it's just amazing that he was having those experiences with people and how those things from our past lives can affect us now. Even just like little quirks we have, right? Like sometimes we have these quirks and we're like, where the heck did this come from? Like I used to have these, a fear of walking over anything like a bridge that had you know big spaces in between or something and you even wonder yeah. <laughs> what is that right it didn't come from anything i never fell off one and so like these weird fears and phobias that we have right yeah. and so recognizing that it's a possibility that it may have come from a past life and i used to have like a fear of even just like a butter knife but any kind of knife but now <laughs> But now I've moved through that and it's like certain ages too. I would have these like weird just things I, yeah. you know, um, so I think that just like helped me connect some of the dots and it's just fascinating work that he does. And also tapping into past lives was for me, I had done a workshop and just followed my intuition, took this past life workshop in Vancouver. And that's kind of like what started my real journey back into my intuition because I was like, wow, I can see some of these old past lives that I had. And I started to do some meditations that guided me through that. And I think his was one. So it was yeah. sort of a journey to where I am today as well. So yes, that was another 
just a very interesting book. Have you read it? I am familiar with his work, but I haven't read that book. What I was going to say is that I've, I've, I've also been really fascinated with this whole idea of past life regression. And um, I ended up exploring, do you know Dolores Cannon's work? I've heard of her. Yes, I don't. Highly recommend you take a look. Once you start, you won't be able to stop. Um, it's on audiobook, uh, and she it's she's a fascinating woman. She's passed now, and her daughter continues her work. But she ended up developing her own hypnosis technique called QHHT, and she ended. She was this woman whose husband was an army veteran, and after she raised her kids, started doing hypnosis. And she thought that she was just going to be doing work to help people quit smoking. And somehow she ended up um, tapping into people's subconscious um, and not just their subconscious, but she calls it sort of their higher self, but she calls it the SC. And she got to this place where she could get limitless an answers and experiences and even connect with um, off-planet beings and interdimensional beings. And it's just, especially at this time, because a lot of her work actually channeled and predicted some of the changes that are happening right now related to COVID and some of um, the change between what she refers to as old earth and new earth or 3D and 5D. And it's it's older now, but it's um, it was interesting for me to find her work at the same time that we are going through this sort of planetary transformation. Yeah. But it very much picks up on similar theme, themes that you'd see in Brian Weiss's work as well. So yeah, I could go down that rabbit hole all day. <laughs> So oh, fascinating. Yeah. It is fascinating for sure. Oh, and another good one just for the listeners is Louise Hay's How to Heal Your Life. But I haven't read it in so long and I'm not even sure if I finished the entire book, but her glossary, which you can, yeah, it just makes so much sense, right? To connect that those health issues, like emotional things that are we're holding on to, I always refer to that. It's amazing. Well, Louise was so pivotal in so many of so many of these other healers' development and work that to know her is helpful in knowing everybody else as well. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you so much. And if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Oh yeah. Instagram Jenny.d.miller. And my website is jennydmiller.com that's that's about it yeah well I just want to say a huge thank you I just I, I know I keep telling you this but I love your energy and for some reason when I listen to your podcast and this is never a term that's come into my mind at all but I just keep wanting to call you such a doll you're just your energy is just so lovely and if you if people have not listened to Jenny's podcast you should definitely go and listen because it's amazing and just thanks again for being here today Thank you so much for having me. It was great. I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine